Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 12th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, in the podcast feeds over the weekend, we had not one, but two episodes from the one and only Jan Simpson. She had already released the All the Drama episode about the 1954 Pulitzer Prize winner for drama, The Tea House of the August Moon, in the Patreon feed. That came to the regular feed on Saturday. And then we also got a new episode of Stagecraft. This was kind of a last minute thing that she had just had the opportunity to speak with Sarah Gancher, who is the playwright behind the Russian Troll Farm play that is currently running at the Vineyard. So that hit both feeds over the weekend. So you can not only get a ton of Jan Simpson, which is always a good thing, you can hear a lot of discussion about some very interesting but very different plays. Of course, plays written about 70 years apart will have a lot of different focuses. So check out those things. And uh, if you want to hear everything before you can hear it anywhere else, head over to patreon.com slash broader radio, broader radio.com slash Patreon. I should have, by the time you hear this, my first travelogue episode of the trip in the feed grace. And you and I were just talking about the fact that I saw on Sunday, on Saturday, I saw a job and you and I were just kind of like, getting giddy over the playwriting uh, phenomenon that that is. And I also saw the second to last performance of our class at BAM. So if you want to hear about those things, head over to Patreon. All right, Grace, um, I want to start the show. We're going to talk a lot about some off-Broadway things this week, but starting on Monday, today, February 12th, the it's like three weeks at this point, but New York City off-Broadway week will kick off. That means that a ton of off-Broadway shows are offering two-for-one tickets That is going from February 12th through March 3rd. Some of them will be automatic. You can also use the code OBW24. There are some phenomenal shows included in there. I'm not going to list them all, but I will have a link in the show notes. But things like All the Devils Are Here, Brooklyn Laundry, the upcoming new musical from David Yazbek, uh, Eric Della Pena, and Itamar Moses, Dead Outlaw is in there, The Play That Goes Wrong, A Night at the Iguana, Titanic is in there as well. Grace, we have talked about going to see this show together for years now, and I'm kind of annoyed that we haven't done it yet, but Perfect Crime is uh, is part of Off-Broadway Week, too. Like, do you think we can fit one in? I don't think they have any crazy times, but... I mean, I think the real perfect crime is that we haven't seen the show yet. Um, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think you're so right. We have to. So all of that is kicking off today. Tons of other things, things that you might have seen before, like Blue Man Group or Friends, the musical parody, but then also some very new things and some off the wall things as well. So check that out in the show notes. But this week, our entire theatrical schedule is more or less going to be about off-Broadway stuff. All right, diving into this week's theatrical schedule, we're going to kick it off tonight, Grace, up at Symphony Space, where you and I will be checking out the Keen Company's one-night-only benefit concert of Glory Days. This, of course, is the iconic cult hit ran for a blink of an eye on Broadway show uh, that was written originally by Nick Blameyer and James Gardner. This production is directed by Jonathan Silverstein and has new orchestrations by Nick Blameyer's regular collaborator, Van Hughes, who is also going to be playing guitar in the uh, in the band for this. The cast includes Jordan Dobson, Derek Klenna, Colton Ryan, and George Salazar. Grace, I know you ran into Nick Blameyer last week and got a little bit of the inside scoop on this. So what can you tell me that you and I should be ready to experience tonight up at Symphony Space. 
So I, I ran into Nick, ironically, at Russian Troll Farm, which we oh, talked about, which was amazing. But also he was telling me that that day was one of the first days that they had all heard each other sing. And it was like nonstop, everybody being so impressed with each other. And it was like a beautiful moment that reminded him probably of the first time that they did it. So I think this is going to be so special. We love King Company. We love um, everything that this is doing. And hopefully this will be kind of like the maybe not forever final chapter, but a nice way way to kind of like bookend this beautiful show that had a one night open and, and shut right on Broadway. So I think this is going to be really, really special. And I can't wait for the fact that like Matt and I will be there to experience it all and tell you all about it. So I did just check and there are tickets available still. There's not a ton. Most of them are upstairs. The symphony space is not a big venue if you haven't been there before. So um, if you want to come out and see Glory Days, please check out the show notes and meet us there. All right, then on Tuesday, we have the opening night of the new off-Broadway show, The Apiary, from Kate Douglas and directed by Kate Wariski. Last week, we just talked about the fact that this show has extended. It is now playing through March 3rd. It features April Mathis, Taylor Schilling, Nimini Worry, and others. It is set 22 years in the future where two lab assistants hatch a plan that could change the world. All they need are a few volunteers. It is described as a raucous and provocative world premiere about sacrifice, ambition, and honeybees. It's only 70 minutes as well. So like, I, we were talking about this, Grace, most of the shows that I'm seeing are less than two hours this trip. So I'm very, very excited. I'm, I don't have this on my list, but uh, 70 minutes is, is pretty perfect as far as I'm concerned. Then on Valentine's Day, Wednesday, Grace, we have the very first off-Broadway performance of the life and slimes of Mark Summers. This is taking place at New World Stages. I am going next weekend. I'm sure, Grace, you will be there at some point. But this is written by Alex Brightman with music by Drew Gasparini, directed by Chad Rabinovitz, and it features the iconic host of decades worth of television from Double Dare to Unwrapped to Restaurant Impossible and so many things. Mark Summers. Now, Grace, this is a show that you've known for a long time, and I'm really kind of struggling to understand what it is. It's part interactive game show, part memoir, but there's music by Drew Gasparini. So is it a musical? What is this? I think it's a play with music. There was a time when it was a musical, and I think that they've strayed a, a little bit away from that um, original. So, but they've done it out of town. Like they've they've had some productions of it previously. So it's kind of nice that it's finally coming off Broadway uh, to New York City. Uh, I I love. Mark Summers, I've never met him in person, but I'm obsessed with him. So I'm really excited. And I do have my tickets for not when you're seeing it, but another week. So I'm really excited to, to be able to talk about it then and then hopefully interact with him. But yeah, there's an interactive element just because I think that when you see Mark on stage, you're like, I gotta see some games and antics the way that you did on Double Dare. So that I think it's going to fulfill those things. But also a lot of people don't know about his personal life and struggles and some of um I think people would be surprised to know that like being around slime and and stuff like that was never in the cards for him in fact quite the opposite with like OCD and things like that so I think that people are going to be in for a real ride all right Grace moving to Thursday two off-Broadway shows 
will begin performances. The first is one we talked about last week, The Ally, over at the Public Theater. This is a new play written by Itamar Moses and directed by Lila Neugebauer. It stars Josh Radner as a college professor who is asked by a student to sign a social justice manifesto. And even though it seems like a fairly simple choice at first, it is increasingly complex as he starts to think about who he is as a progressive, a husband, an artist, an academic, an American, an atheist, and a Jew. This show also has recently been extended. It is is now set to play through March 17th. Also happening on Thursday is the new play by Pulitzer Prize winner J.T. Rogers. Like his last major show, Oslo, that was directed by Bartlett Shear. So will this one. It is called Corruption. It is based on the book Dial M for Murdoch, News Corporation and the Corruption of Britain. That book was written by Tom Watson and Martin Hickman. This tells the story of the 2011 phone hacking scandal that engulfed Rupert Murdoch's media empire and basically all of the world and British politics. It stars Toby Stevens and Saffron Burroughs. It is playing at Lincoln Center in the Mitzi Newhouse Theater. It is currently scheduled to run through April 14th. All right, Grace, we're going to stick off Broadway because late last week we got the official opening of Oh Mary, a new play by Cole Escola. I'm going to see it next weekend. It is directed by Sam Pinkleton. Escola stars in the show as Mary Todd Lincoln. One of our favorites, Conrad Ricamora, plays just Mary's husband. It is a dark comedy that chronicles the miserable, suffocated life of Mary Todd Lincoln in the weeks leading up to Abraham Lincoln's assassination. This got incredible reviews, Grace, and I'm not going to run through all of them, but I will say that Adam Feldman of Time Out New York gave it five out of five stars, saying, quote, Oh, Mary is not just funny. It is dizzyingly, breathtakingly funny, the kind of funny that ambushes your body into uncontained laughter. Stage comedies have become an endangered species in recent decades, and when they do pop up, they tend to be the kind of funny that evokes smirks, chuckles, or wry smiles of recognition. Not so here. I can't remember the last time I saw a play that made me laugh helplessly and loudly as much as Oh Mary did, and my reaction was shared by the rest of the audience, which burst into applause at the end of every scene. If you want to check out all of these reviews, they are great. Grace, I'm, I'm going to see this with our dear friend Robbie Rizal. I know you want to do it. You, you were even thinking about taking your mom, right? When I tell you this is probably my most anticipated off-Broadway that I have not yet seen or whatever, like... All of my friends are trying to figure out like what night we can all go. It is the top of our list. Also, one of our dear friends is best friends with James Scully. So we want to support him. I, I just think as like huge fans of Cola Scola's work, like they are so talented. And the fact that people are saying this is the funniest play that they have ever seen in their lives, period, is telling. Like this is so exciting. And you know, I love the Lortel. You know, I love being in the West Village. So I think that everything is like a recipe for success. And I'm so excited for everybody involved. Like this is just so cool. And um, yeah, I I have to see this. I have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's interesting because when you look at this on its face, this does not necessarily seem like, oh, this is a Broadway bound show. But these reviews make you think like it's possible. And then Adam Feldman, even kind of like in his, either in his review or in his social media stuff about his review was talking about like, this is a show that very well could be seen somewhere else, but you don't want to risk it. So you want to see it now. If you can, you can get tickets. Of course, we'll have a link in the show notes. And this sounds like a kind of show that like you want to foster from a small theater, like the Lortel to bigger venues, not necessarily because 
the bigger venues of Broadway or even bigger commercial off Broadway are like the pinnacle and the only thing that matters. But it just means it's an opportunity for more people to see it. And things coming from the West Village for these, you know, kind of small independent runs to have these kind of reviews and who knows some kind of future, I think is very, very exciting. All right, Grace, we do have a little bit of like newsy news that I want to get into. On Friday, the Actors' Equity Association officially voted unanimously to authorize a strike against the Broadway League for work on the developmental agreement. Now, this does not mean, A, that they are authorizing a strike to like shut down Broadway. That is not what this is at all. This does not even actually mean that there will be a strike. But what it does is it empowers equity to call for a strike should they think that one is strategically necessary. So Actors' Equity has been negotiating with the Broadway League on the developmental agreement since mid to late January. The agreement actually expired on Sunday. So what this means is is that the agreement that oversees workshops and developmental readings and all of those things is no more. Actors' Equity basically wants to make sure that that all of their members are paid accordingly. In a statement, the Equity Executive Director and Lead Negotiator Al Vincent Jr. said, quote, We know that show development is work. This development work hopefully leads to successful shows, some of which have long lives with many iterations that can make a lot of money for producers. We know there is no revenue from the development sessions themselves, but it's still work, and that doesn't change whether there's revenue today or whether it's an investment producers are making against future profits, and that work must be appropriately compensated. Now, you'll remember that the last time that Equity and the Broadway League started negotiating this, or at least a similar contract, was back in 2019, and that led to a 33-day developmental strike in which there was no development work. It was then called the lab agreement. There was a lot of changes to this, Grace, which I'm sure you know very, very well. So we are hoping that they get a resolution to this and there is no development slowdown like there was four years ago. Especially because, as we know, there's are so many shows that are trying to work their way through the developmental process and either make it to Broadway or do out-of-town triads right now, Grace. So hopefully everybody you know, comes away with this negotiation feeling like they have won something because those are usually the best ways to have negotiations come to a conclusion before a strike. But we'll have to wait and see. The, the last time they, they tried to do this, they weren't as successful as we would like to hope. Yeah, I, I saw this email on Friday. I'm interested in if this actually does resort in in a strike. I don't think so, but who knows? Obviously, I think it's really important that we help solidify some of those development things just because of royalties and things like that. But it's it's certainly it's a constant ongoing learning conversation. And I'm 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 here for whatever we can get because it's it's just long past due, frankly. And um yeah, I think it's I think it's worth note. All right, let's get into a little bit of show and casting news. This is kind of an interesting one because we have not actually gotten a ton of information about any of these. But last week when the Broadway season was announced for Dallas, they had two shows that I don't think we knew were coming. I think one we kind of knew, the other we did not. The first, the one that I think we did know a little bit about, was the fact that The Addams Family would be going out on tour. That one will be a non-equity production from Big League Productions. 
And I think they've already kind of been out multiple times, but it will be continuing. The other one that's going to be hitting Dallas that we did not know anything about was that there will be a new tour of Dear Evan Hansen. At this point, we don't officially know if that is going to be an equity or a non-equity tour. I would imagine at this point that will be non-equity. We do not know who the production company is behind that, but Adam's family and Dear Evan Hansen will be hitting the road. As of now, we know that Dear Evan Hansen has some dates in 2024, while the Adams family only has dates in 2025. We don't know when full seasons will be announced, if those will have additional dates moving up those launches. Speaking of some developmental stuff, Grace, we've talked about them a lot lately, even though I, I think I cut it out once because we were running long, but... Last week, it was announced that an invitation-only reading of a new musical version of the Bad News Bears will happen later this month on February 27th, and it will star Chris Sullivan. He will star in this reading opposite Tony winner Bonnie Milligan and Ava Briglia, who was in Matilda on Broadway. This will feature direction by Sherry Eden Barber, and it was uh, written by Brian Feinstein and Eric Garcia. There's been a lot of in, uh, of iterations of the Bad News Bears. A musical one seems like that could be fun. Are, are you a big Bad News Bears person, Grace? Or are you just in it for Chris Sullivan? Oh, no, no, no. I definitely am familiar with the film. And um, then the remake, I think, that they did with Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Thornton. Am I crazy? Nope, that's correct. So the original was Walter Matthau, and then yes. it was Billy Bob Thornton. Wow. Okay, proud of me today. I love that, and I love Chris Sullivan, so I think that anytime we can get him back. I, I'm curious what it means in 2024. You know what I mean? Like, that that type of property, it's got to get rewritten a little, you know? I, I'm curious um, how, how that's going to shake out, but I think it's cool. So, um, I you know, I love any kind of, like, old comedy like that. Yeah, and it's also interesting, you, you just mentioned Walter Matthau. Before we started recording, we were talking about Jack Lemmon because his granddaughter is Sydney Lemon, who's one of the stars of Job, which I mentioned earlier as well. So it is a wonderful, odd couple and grumpy old men uh, related conversation here on Broadway Radio today. One more developmental thing I want to talk about is the York Theater Company announced that it will present developmental readings of Inundated, that's spelled I, capital I, N-U-N, lowercase, and then capital D-A-T-E-D, which is a new musical with a book by Alice Scoville and music and lyrics by Christine Levine. It is directed by Christine Petty, and it will star Sierra Bogus and Josh Grissetti, who starred opposite each other on Broadway in It Could Have Been You. That will take place on Monday, February 19th for two shows. So York Theatre Company always does really great stuff in terms of developmental readings for new musicals. So looking forward to hearing more about that. All right, Grace, our feel-good recommendation is something that I did send over to you. Well, it's related to something I sent over to you. The thing I sent over to you was actually not approved for uh, public consumption. But we have official footage from the first curtain call and then the singing of We Raise Our Cups of Ani DeFranco and Lola Tung in their Broadway debuts of Town. There are, if you want to search it up on the Insta or whatever social media platform you want, there are longer versions of these two singing on Broadway if you want to find those. But it was very cool. I am not a, um, I mean, I know Ani DeFranco, but I am not a the summer I turned pretty person, which is where Lola Tung has kind of come to fame. But I know this was very exciting for a number of different fan bases coming together at the Walter Kerr on Friday. 
Yeah, I, I'm just so excited that uh, Lola's having a really cool moment again. I I love to see another like Asian young Asian woman leading a Broadway show in this way, and I hope that that trend continues for the show um, after her reign is is done. So it's really really special, and it seems like she's being received super well. So congratulations to all of them. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Instagram at Grace. Where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.